And we're back. Welcome back to a new week, Olympic Boulevard. Your boys, Will Gaines, Alex Lindgren. Bump in the road, minus setback. I cannot forget that. You see me sell soft, I regret that. I carry the supply like a kid pack. Pleasure to be back. I mean, I'm buzzing right now. It's March. I just got to get into it. Your boys just watched Kansas State, Florida Atlantic. What a game. What, what a, a game. What a whack end to a, for a great game. I mean, a great game. I, I got to put it out there. March Madness, the best tournament on earth. What's the best the game you've month? seen? I mean, dude, there's been a lot of good ones. Gonzaga UCLA a couple days ago was insane for anyone that watched. If you didn't, you missed out. But there's something I gotta say. I just love about March Madness. Unlike any other sport, these are random college kids. Right. Some of these dudes are gonna Not go on and be paid. like lawyers, doctors, right. have nine to fives. Right. But during March, Hoopers. Right. Hoopers, right, which right, just right. makes us superstars. Which just makes it the best. I mean, it's fun. It lasts a whole month. It gets you in a vibe. I mean, I'm not the biggest college basketball fan. I don't think you are either. No, not really. I do wish they would get paid, though. I think it's kind of weird that they don't I get mean, paid. I college, mean, college sports do have the nil deals now where they can get, like, sponsorships and get paid. Oh, nice. But, I mean, dude, March. I mean, some of these dudes might be an engineer in yeah. a few weeks today knocking down ice-cold threes. I mean, the hype is real. Who's been your year. team to watch? Honestly, all the teams I thought lost. Really, and that's what makes it even better. Holy shit! Unpredictable. Yeah. Underdog going stories. In, going in, who is the team that you thought was going to be the one to do I it? I thought it was Kansas all the way. No way. And, uh, and they just lost in epic fashion. Spoiler. Lost alert. in epic fashion. Um, we got a great game tonight. Your boys definitely heading out to go see that. Yeah, that'll be great. Zaga UConn. I mean, just I think there's something really pure, right? Because it's not their jobs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it it's, is though. I mean, for right now, but they're going to go on and have careers in other things. Like, professional athletes, obviously, this is what they get paid to do. Yeah. March, just a beautiful month. I mean, a lot of exciting things happen. Let me ask you this. You go back in time. You go yeah. back to college. Let's go back in time. You know, all things are in your favor. You have, like, the perfect athletic build for whatever sport you choose. What college sport do you play? I think it's... I mean, it's a tie between football and basketball. Really? Just... Just fun as fuck. Probably yeah. basketball, because I don't know if I'm trying to get injured. Not badminton? Not bad. I mean, maybe. Maybe there's prolific college sports like golf. Not slalom. Slalom. I don't know if the slalom was at the top of my Not list. Not toboggan. I mean, maybe we could be a toboggan team. Though. What's the one that shuffleboard? What is it where they like skate on the Curling? ice? Curling. I mean, You're not those dudes just curler. having the best time. Honestly, yeah. I think that's just like boys in the beers yeah. and just getting out there and they just made it up. You know what people always say is like when folks talk about like professional sports, a lot of people will say they want to be like a professional kicker for an NFL team because you just you know, chill. You, but I was thinking about this the other day, right? Like one, you miss a kick, you're absolutely despised. A lot of pressure. But dude, you know what I was thinking about? Like obviously in football, like we always talk about like the head trauma that players have and it's very real. Super but real. you know what people don't talk about as much is like what happens to the foot or the ankle of the kicker? Like do you think that they have like some fucked up like, you know, what is it called? The shin splints thing? Honestly, it's remarkable you say that because I honestly don't think um, anyone cares about kickers enough. To even right, we never talk things. about it. We, we never, never talk about those things. Yeah, and I think it's a it's a one of those positions that's like you get no love. Yeah, 
And then you get super cooked when yeah. you miss. And then there, it's like your only chance afterwards is like potential podcast, but it seems like Ooh. that kind of route is already... Potential podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we love that. We love that we're supporting all fellow podcasters out there. Yeah. And speaking of which, supporting people. Yeah. Let's talk about some fun art. NFT. Oh my goodness. What happened yesterday? I mean, Phyllis, and this was a big day for your boys. It was a big day. It was a big week. So for folks who don't know that aren't in the Web3 space, this was NFTLA. NFTLA is... You know, a conference coming together of founders, builders, artists, people that are working in the NFT space. Right now, predominantly, it's an art space. Obviously, okay. as the world expands of NFTs, I think it's going to be a lot of patenting. I think it'll become more of like a also, tech conference. Also, Philiston on NFTLA, was this a weekly conference? Yes. Different events? Yes. So just outer getting all edge, the heavy hitters in NFT yeah. in LA together. At, at the conference center, downtown LA, uh, mm-hmm. Outer Edge put on what's called NFTLA. Shout out to Outer Edge. Shout out to Josh you know, amazing people. They also have a great podcast. So yesterday, to close it out, the art department debut. It's an amazing space. You know, family, artists, community came together through an amazing show. Some of my favorite friends, favorite artists, people like Ali Sabet, Emily Lazar, Z Hovac, Mira. You know, there was a logic piece there. Gotta say, shout outs to the art yesterday. Unbelievable. Incredible Manny stuff. Manny Links was crushing it as if you had If you haven't heard about some of these people, you have to check it out. Yes. See in person was yes. honestly mind-boggling. Keith Botha did an amazing job. Shout out to Keith. And shout, shout out, out Keith. Shout out to the amazing team at Nomad Boulevard for putting it all together. Greg, you know, these people really, they, they know what it means to build community and they know what it means to put art first. And I really think they you know, are going to make their mark. I mean, tell us about you. What, what do you think the impact of having NFTLA? Obviously, the art department show was insane. It was great. We were, we were in the thick of it. But what does this mean, NFTs moving forward, having these events like this? So one thing I will say, I'll is start... The fu- is the future bright? Yes. I'll start with the cons, and then we'll get into the pros. I think it's always right, better go. to get the negative out of the way. One problem that I'm seeing right now with these, this conference circuit that's starting is that you know, because people are seeing the amount of revenue that it can generate by having these mm-hmm. events, there's so many conflicting conferences. So, for example, at the end of April, there's going to be consensus in Austin, Texas. And at the same time, there's going to be NFT NYC in New York. So, same time. Same time. And meanwhile, NFTLA is happening. It was Paris Blockchain Week. So you're saying everyone's just trying to get in on it? Everyone's trying to get in in, in different cities at different times. And so what you end up seeing is you know, fractured community and kind of dividing, dividing this world of NFT because yes. everyone wants a piece of the pie. Exactly. And so yeah. like you end up seeing things like conferences are not being filled out. Like, dude, I got flown out to Miami to host a conference and I'm not going to name them because it was, I, you know, I was hosting for one person. I mean, this was, this was oh, a, wow. hey, this was a conference center that, you know, I got flown out, I was hosting and it was for a crowd of one. So get the fuck out. Yeah, so dude. you're saying everyone and their mom is trying to host a conference and do something yes. NFT based. And so some see all the money that's rent. being made. Yeah. And what it's actually doing is just everyone's just doing their own thing. Yes. Not getting united yes. and having one big thing. But meanwhile, some people are fucking killing. For example, shout out to D Gods. They just released a a NFT project on Bitcoin, Bitcoin Ordinals. It's like a new thing that's happening. Okay. Dude, sold out in two minutes. They did uh, 0.444 Bitcoin, which is basically 10K to buy in. Sold out in two minutes. They made $5 million in two minutes. The floor price is, I think, 3X what it was. I'm not sure what the exact number is now. Okay, one, jealous. Yes. Jealous of selling out and making that kind of dough that quick. Yeah. I mean, also, They're I want building. to say yesterday, what I loved about the art department thing is it, it felt like ground floor level, building something, collaborators, cool people. You yes. know your boys Olympic Boulevard always supporting art like that. Yes. Always trying to be involved in that scene. Yes. Because just good people 
man, it's good people, it's good vibes, it's good community, and most importantly, it's great art. I mean, also you know. shout out your boy Will being humble over here. My man was hosting the event for literally this man playing a full day shift. Yes, off no sleep, man. I, I fucking walked into that you know forty eight hour shift. No sleep and dropped a two to twelve. Yeah. 130 to 12 shifts. It was, you I know, mean, look, the event was great. When you're working with friends, when you're working with family, and when you're doing what your passion is, you know, they say you never work a day in your life. That's an absolute lie. You're working more than you ever would. But the work is rewarding and it's fulfilling. And, you know, I, I would do it in a heartbeat again. And I was really grateful to be a part of it. I learned a very valuable lesson, which was, you know, don't drink on the job. I think I, <laughs> I, think I had a great time and I think I, I performed. But, you know, a little bit too much orange juice. Um, I was having a little bit too much fun. A little too much orange juice or a little too much orange juice tequilas? Let's go with orange juice. Let's go with the orange yeah. juice. But I mean, a great event put on. Everyone knows a part of it. Truly awesome. Really great. Me being kind of like a more on the entertainment side and seeing this world. Yeah, man. Super encouraging, yeah, fun, man. and just seeing that like the scene's going to blow up. It is. And you know, there's this idea that like, you know, NFTs are just the, the PFP projects, the 10Ks, everybody thinks about Yuga Labs, you know, they think of the Bored Apes. But, you know, it's a lot more than that. And it's it's really just the digital art renaissance. We're seeing it in front of us. And, like, for example, you know, fucking we had a cameo. Don Diablo showed up. Pulled up Shout on the scooter. Don Diablo. Yeah, fucking cool legend. Cool as fuck. Cool oh, my as fuck. Amazing guy. Changed my life. I mean, also, just think about that. The Just what we're seeing is media, just music, yeah. entertainment, yeah. TV, yeah. all just coming together. Yeah. Art in a really fucking cool way. And yesterday yeah. was, a, was a glimpse of that. Yes. And you know your boys are going to stay involved with that scene. Always out here telling everyone to pursue their dreams, get yeah. involved, do a podcast, do some art, do whatever it is. Dude, I was talking to, so one of the one of the guys working the working the door, shout out to Rich, we were talking about podcasts and he was like, you know, man, like I really want to start one. I have this idea. I have this co-host. I was like, look, let me cut you off. It's no longer I want to. Just do it. It doesn't take Nothing anything. Nothing holding this, you back. If you have Nothing a, if you have a phone, there's your microphone. If you have a computer... There's your point of release. Get you know, you, you Get don't even cooking. need to have an RSS feed. Just put that shit on YouTube. You can be creating content for free right now today. Uh, so anybody that's listening, if you want to like pursue your passion, just do it. Do it. it do you it. can do it for free. You know. Let's fucking go. Yeah. Also, speaking of, I mean, we're in the, we're talking tech space, all this new stuff. Yeah. Have to get your take on the crazy shit happening with TikTok, congressional hearings. Yeah. Oh, those are hilarious. It's technically like right, like it's a Chinese owned company i yes. guess even though all the tiktok offices are in the u.s yes worried about i guess i guess the big thing and i'm not 100 percent an expert on this is they're worried about all the data they get. yes yeah yeah and it's a it, it's a valid concern i mean for example if you have tiktok on your phone right now tiktok is basically has access to everything on your phone but okay now let me phrase it this way instagram facebook amazon google already all have that right but I mean, our, our, our digital footprints are just already everywhere. In the form, so those are US-based companies, and so I think what the big concern is for national security concerns, I think this is less to do with people like you and I. I mean, we should still be somewhat concerned. I think it more has to do with the, the like US scientists like, and military. Like China seems sketchy. Well, yeah, That's I think it's more so like, let's say that you know you have a security clearance, your kid uses TikTok, and they come home, they now but have access. But they already access. said any government employees can't have TikTok on their phones. Right, but that doesn't mean their kids can't, right? So like, let's say that like Billy Donahue, He's coming home from school. Billy, He's yep. TikToking at home. Billy's, you know, mom is in control of like a nuclear site. You know, they can access her computer through his TikTok. I just think the part that doesn't make sense to me is like the offices are in Culver City. The offices yeah. are here. Right. I mean, it seems like it's more just. I mean, it's a business. But I also started thinking, we work I was, with China, like, I was like, what What are other apps that are owned by other countries and stuff? 
was hard for me to think of any. Yeah. I think the U.S. just kind of wants to own all these. Well, that's kind of what the, that's, you know, one of the things is, you know, and it's a bit of, I think the fear is cyber warfare, right? I think it's a bit xenophobic to just assume that China is going to be acting maliciously. For but sure. at the same time, you know, they are an imperialist nation. They are taking over But there's a already lot of like countries. U.S. companies that do God knows what with oh, their Oh yeah, info. we're definitely calling the, the kettle black, you know? Yeah. Also, I do have to say the hearings were hilarious yes. hearing these older people trying they to don't understand know what, about. what TikTok is and being like, do you have to be on Wi-Fi for it to work? It's a huge shame to see that the people that are in control of setting regulation and, you know, have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. They don't know shit, dude. So it, over their heads. Yeah. Not even funny. I mean, I had to I had to laugh at some of those congressmen that yes. literally were just you're making big decisions on this company, yeah. and you literally do not even know how the internet works. Man, you don't even understand how Wi-Fi it's works. It's like listening to people talk about crypto, and they're like, "Yeah, you can have mongoose coin and like snake coin," and it's like, dude, like you know, where are you getting your information from? Who are writing these things? And unfortunately, oftentimes they're getting their information from lobbyists. And you know, credit to representatives, the amount of work they have on their plate and the amount of, that their staff are doing. It's impossible to be as well informed on every subject. So For I give sure. them some room. But at the same time, when it comes to you know really big national security, you should be more. I'm just versed. saying, if it's if there's congressional hearings, yeah, the least you should know is yes. how the fucking app works and totally. how Wi-Fi works. Yeah, of course. Mind-boggling, of course. But also taking, I want to get to the positive sides of, of yeah. this whole Let's movement of AI. So I read this article about AI generating a cure for liver cancer. Yep. My mind is blown. Every week we every week we have new things to talk about with AI. Yeah, it's incredible. And I, Never understand how any of this shit's possible. Yeah. Get it, using AI for medicine, though? Yeah. So, okay, this is next level. Let me explain to you, you know, from a non, you know, I'm not a scientist, not an engineer. We from, never claim to be, though. You know, working with AI startups and, and, you know, AI developers, this is the way that I can explain it to people. It is essentially, let's look at it as if it was a human, right? Imagine if a human had access to everything on the internet, every bit of Books, information, articles, anything studies, ever written everything. in yeah. history, and in the case of ChatGPT before 2021, right? Yep. So when you're looking at, you know, developing code, developing, you know, cures, developing research, what better tool than something that literally knows right, everything? Right, like, so it has the history of, like, records, yeah. patients, everything. medical history. Yes, and it can And the fact that it's it putting this stuff together yeah. is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Right. I mean, tech, the medicine, just... Blows my mind. I can't believe we live in there. We live in yeah. very grateful. Yeah. Because people are changing the world in the coolest ways. Well, what's dope is like, you know, I, I try to explain it to people like this. It's it's not necessarily anything new, right? AI's been around for a while. We, we're coming out of what's called the AI winter, and now we're going into like, you know, the AI well, Would you spring. say we're just kind of now figuring out what you can actually do with it? Right. Like actually realizing right. it's like, let's just let this shit go. Yeah. And let it like figure out all sorts of things. And think about it like this, though. Before you know, the emergence of AI for consumer use, when you Googled something, you were essentially doing what AI right, can do Google, now. Google is an AI in itself. Yeah, it's, it's just pulling stuff from yes. other sources and with a keyword. Yes, and you're getting that. a human's answer, which obviously, you know, you need to do due diligence on. Same thing with AI. Everything, grain of salt. Now right. it's that a computer is generating a response for you rather than you asking a computer a question and it giving you links. I mean, just cool stuff. Yes, but it's the, amazing. The thing with medicine, just I was mind blown. I was like, AI, this is oh. a powerful yeah. tool to use for good. Oh yeah, dude. There's gonna be a point where you're in your living room and you have your AI robot doctor attached to the wall. You know, you have a heart attack. They're doing on the spot surgery. 
The future is fucking crazy. Yes. It's I, and, truly I, and I have absurd. to say, there was an agent, and I, I don't want to misquote it. It was APA, UTA somewhere. Okay. Where he had an Shout AI write uh, a pilot script. Yep. And now he's like pushing it really hard because yeah. the AI is just literally taking things that work for a million rom coms yeah. and yeah. now just cranking it out. Yeah. And I'm like, this is nuts. Dude, so we have a friend named Sebi, right? I like to call him Sebias Dominicus McFly. Shout out, Sebi. Shout out to Sebi. And so I wanted to show him how AI works. And so I said, tell me the story of Sabias. And it wrote this amazing, like, cosmological, extraterrestrial story of this, the people of Sabias and, like, their quest for finding the meaning of life. It was beautiful, dude. And it wrote it in, so like, 15 seconds. So fucking nuts. Yeah. So fucking nuts. But I also, I also want to touch on something that is kind of a fucked up side of AI. Okay. Is... Malevolent the whole AI. the whole term of AI like deep fakes. Yeah. Because now these things look. Yes. I mean they look so real. Yes. It's crazy. Yeah. And apparently there was one that came out and it was a Joe Biden AI deep fake yeah. of him being like, "We're going to nuclear war." Right. With and then China. Trump getting arrested. And then the Trump getting arrested ones. Yep. And I'm like, at what point are these things getting too real? Yeah. Where, well they already are. They already are, yeah. but obviously, as we know, as a human race, we're insanely gullible, and yeah. people will buy into anything that kind of like fits what they think. Yes. We're Scary. already being manipulated Scary. through propaganda. I think what will happen is people will generate AIs that are able to know if AI created something or not. Like, so we'll, like a censoring itself of AI. Yeah, like there'll be, there'll be people using it maliciously, and there'll be people who are developing ways of monitoring whether or not this was real or fake. I mean, the deep fake shit's crazy. It's horrifying. It's like, it is the creepiest thing That ever. I don't see. I talked about it with Indigo, and she made a great point. What is the positive side of deepfakes? I don't think there are any. I can't think of a single None. one. It's it's creepy. It's invasive. Yeah. It's using someone else's, like... Without their consent. Like, yourself, it's without consent. Totally fucked up. And, yeah, and you can no put out... And also, you can put out whatever message you want. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying. Like, we're at the point where the president of the U.S., yeah. there are deepfakes of him saying yes. whatever people want. Oh, yeah. Totally fucked. It's just purely for profit. Is it even for profit? Do those things make money? Or is it yeah. just sending out fucked up messages? Well, no. They're, you know, they get paid whether it's through data or through subscription fees or through, you know, they, they're making money. That's why they did it. It's not for no reason. Just wild. Or just it's wild. just people want to see the world burn. I, I lean into that very yeah. heavily. I also really want to touch on something just because we're in this, this episode. We're talking about so much new media and things like this. Yeah. I read this crazy article about, so for anyone that knows Vice Media... Let's yeah. go back like 10 years. Yeah. It seemed like Vice was changing the world. Like it, it was were. new media. Yeah. And it was like, wow, they're putting out like short episodes on stuff yep. on the web and yep. not needing a channel. Best news. Vice now cannot even pay their own bills. Really? Like going under. What What does how? that even say? Like how, how does this happen? Especially no, a company that was like, right, doing all those Vice news things that are really yeah. informative. Yeah. And it's got to be some sort of And building something on the web. It just shows, I think, that we all have to take everything very for granted because yeah. media is an ever-evolving thing. Yeah, dude. One day you're in, one day you're out. Yeah. I mean, Facebook's a great example of this, right? Like, they made the switch to Meta, and they've just been hemorrhaging money. Hemorrhaging? Yeah. I mean, Facebook also, it's just, right? It's a different user base than what it started. Oh, it dude. started with the youth. Oh, yeah. And now it's for older My people. niece and nephew don't even have Facebooks. Like, they don't I even I don't think off. it's even cool if you were in high school now to even have Facebook. Yeah, no, they don't use it. But I will say I've been a part of some really great Facebook group chats. Good Facebook group chats. Okay. Yeah, like community building. Shout out to No Negativity. Right. I think at the end of the day, all these forms of social media, like people can hate on social media, but I think the community building, connecting aspect oh, is always undeniable. there. Like undeniable. communities that 
you don't even understand you're a part of until you're a part of it. Dude, totally. Twitter, yeah. things like this where it's like people you do not know at all. Yeah. Yet somehow interacting with constantly. Yeah. Cool as fuck. Well, and it's a great way for us to know what's happening in the world. Like, for example, you know, the, the crisis that's happening with Iran and the way that they're treating their women. We wouldn't know about it if not for social media. We couldn't, we couldn't rally as a world around humanitarian crises globally if we didn't have access to the, you know... Like when uh, I think it was Pakistan had those that insane rain and, and flooding, we wouldn't have known. You know how the fuck would we know? Courier pigeon? I mean, straight up courier. I mean, dude, social media is literally my form of getting news. Yeah, because it's quick to the point, summarized, easy to easy to fucking understand. I mean, a couple sentences and you know what the fuck is up. Shout out social media, has its downsides, but connecting the world. Also, I wanna I wanna go on a I wanna go on a kind of crazy tangent here um we're talking football now so i read this story this article about ex-nfl player Derek wolf played for the broncos was a defensive end okay and they were asking him what his like pre-game ritual was and he was saying and i've never heard this before yeah he was microdosing shrooms and taking adderall before wow. every game prescribed adderall i would assume so okay and, just, and he said just getting like nutty focused. Yeah. And he would get like crazy riled up. Yeah. But was super focused and was just a madman on the field. Would have never put microdosing shrooms and playing football together. Well, there's a lot of, well, first of all, I'll say shout out to Ellen Rosenblum, attorney general of Oregon. She actually legalized psilocybin. You know, there's a lot of studies that suggest it's very good for things like depression and, and treating it. So, for example, with people like football players who suffer these super traumatic, injuries, yeah, yeah, all the time, it's really great for that. So, I, I think it's a really beautiful thing. I mean, Joe Rogan talks about it all the time on his show, the, the way that it's helped his life. Um, I think it's really beautiful that we're starting to, you know, it, it, indulge in and, you know, understand that psilocybin is a beautiful thing. I mean, right, there are the, the positive impacts. I also think Derek Wolf is a crazy motherfucker. Too, yeah, it's pretty wild. Because on the field, he's like, murdering quarterbacks yeah and he's just but saying that i was like i've never heard of anything like that yeah like these pre-game rituals for players like ron artest in the nba used to say you drink hennessy before games well that's wild that's like wild. a d that's like a performance wild. dehancer it's like playing at a disadvantage also imagine playing against the both athletic people on earth and also being kind of drunk yeah i mean Derek wolf though this, it still blows my mind the shrooms adderall combo and just somehow it literally being a performance enhancer for him. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And it shows that we don't know shit about shit. Yeah. And listen, laws and stuff, there's positive stuff to everything. Yeah. There's positive things to, to anything you can do, but playing professional football on shrooms, I cannot even imagine. I am very curious to see how the science will come out where some of these players who are suffering from brain injuries and they take microdosing shrooms to deal with it, like how it impacts their their life. I like, mean, dude, think about this. Dude, professional athletes can't even smoke weed. Right. Which is insane to me. Yeah. After after doing something that's so physically demanding, like, let these dudes go home after work, yeah. smoke a J, yeah. relax, yeah, be pretty, able to sleep better. Pretty archaic. I mean... I mean, in the states that haven't legalized yet, I understand, but in states that are legal, like, come on, guys. That, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, get with the times. Yeah. Get with the times. Yeah. And speaking of getting with the times... All right, I think I think we can all understand that hybrid working is the future. Totally, everyone's happy. No one needs to go into an office. All Everybody the time. but office spaces. Exactly, everyone. Unless you're in an office space, I think yeah. everyone is so content with hybrid workspace. Oh yeah, and 
and so our boy we always talk about, young Elon, yes. uh, sent out a message to all Twitter employees. Yeah. Which, again, if we're talking about tech company, seems archaic to have to go into an office. Yeah, agree. When your entire little business is online. Is online. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And he said, office is not optional. Mm. It is mandatory to come into the office every day. I think it's a generational thing. I think it's people grew up with it. And so they like kind of think that it needs to be, but it's like, it doesn't like our parents, parents and those generations that were like, no, you go in, yeah. you clock in. And yeah, it's exactly. Like, you grind. It's like, that's not how it works anymore. No. If you're and getting your shit done. Dude, productivity wise, imagine instead of having someone drive, let's say an hour and a half commute both ways, they're drained. Also, let's think of the environmental aspects. Dude, don't drive for to real. work. Don't drive stay to work. Stay at home. Literally stay at home. You have a fucking computer. Straight up. You have Zoom. Comfort your own home. More productive. Right? Also, things about working from home. Hungry? Make a snack. Mm-hmm. Not this like work work balance that's just unhealthy mm-hmm. at work. Yeah, dude. You get to spend time with your kids. Think about that. Parents. No longer paying babysitters. My shit God. like that. Oh my God. So kind of, I don't know. My takes on Elon as like CEO of Twitter. I'm unsure. I'm unsure. What's your take? I think that he needs to get with the times, especially because he's like an innovator and now he's the CEO of fucking Twitter or the owner of Twitter. It's like, dude, come on, man. Like, not everybody needs to work the way that you work. Also, I have to say this, being an innovator, I think you constantly want to like change things and better things. Twitter is perfect. Yes. I honestly have such a good time on there. I know your experience with Twitter has been insanely positive. Like the Twitter rooms. Yeah. My I whole mean, career, my whole career changed because of Clubhouse and Twitter Spaces. You know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have uh, any of this. You know, right? I mean, the Twitter Space with Genius Idea One, yeah, of just like let people all just get together. Well, hear, I know Skype is fucking. Stuff. I know Skype is pissed that they didn't. You know, Zoom and and I mean, and all these places the, like the Skype people. This might be the biggest backdrop in the history dude, of history. They were like fifteen years ahead of everyone. The How did only, they drop the ball? The only, like, what was it, video, like, sharing yeah. software. Yeah. And they fumbled it. Yeah. How? And then there was literally a pandemic where we could not go into work. Yeah. And they still fumbled it. Yeah. Mind-boggling. And Clubhouse fumbled, uh, fumbled it, too, because they Honestly, had... you said Clubhouse, yeah. I was like, I totally forgot that ever existed. But right when Twitter Spaces kind of took that over. Right, but Clubhouse could have stayed ahead of the game. They just weren't listening to the, to the people. I mean, I remember when you were doing those Twitter spaces. Shout out to your boy just also being a fucking innovator over here. Thank you, sir. Hosting hella people. Hella people. I, I've, I've had the privilege to, one, have some incredible guests, but also, yeah, man, speak on stages with, like, thousands of people on them. It's insane. I mean, just a cool-ass fucking platform. Yeah. And it's kind of like, Elon, listen, you're always in the news, definitely an innovator. Yeah. Maybe fall back. Some things are just better left untouched. I totally agree. Um, I totally agree. And I just, I'm, I'm just a big fan. Yeah. I'm just, a, I'm just a big fan of just, don't fuck with things that are already working. It doesn't make any sense. And, you know, we see time and time again when people try to do too much, it does not always pay off well. But, you know, you got to make, you got to take risks. That's why he is who he is. You got to take some risks. Also, in wrapping some things up, I want you to tell us where we at, the markets, Fucking crypto, what's up? Give us our So we saw multiple banks go down. Um, We're we're in a banking crisis right now. The Fed is literally just tanking banks. But this is amazing for crypto because crypto is, you know, the anti-bank. The anti-bank. Yeah. So you're saying- Bank yourself, you know? For all those people out there, for our listeners, for us, those people that we've been holding on to crypto, 
just in week after week, month after month, we we have dreams of those good old days where crypto was just going dummy. What's the outlook? Well, this is the thing, right? Like that's looking at it as a speculator and as an investor. I, I want to pose the argument of the stable coin route, right? The, the USDC, the USDT, the tethers and you know, the like positive stable coins that, that are relatively stable, right? When you're looking at putting money in a bank, that's not an investment. That's I want my money to be safe and, and stay where it is, right? For sure. Like no growth. Yeah. Just no growth. And even if it's if it's growth, small growth, right? Like one percent, even, even like savings less, accounts now are 0.01%. 0.01%. Right. Which is stable insane. coins, though, you know, your money is stable. And that's where I think the really big use case is going to be where I don't want my money to disappear and have to bank on the FDIC to, to back it, right? If I'm a if I'm a startup and I have over two hundred fifty thousand dollars, I don't have to worry about paying my staff because my bank went under, right? But then what about the FTX scenarios? Well, that's why we don't put it into centralized sources. We use decentralized sources, right? This is a huge de- DeFi use case. Decentralized finance is the future. You heard it here first. Not financial analyst, but no. always ear to the ground. Yeah, seeing what's happening. Huge evangelist I for mean, DeFi. I mean, we just. I just want to see crypto do well yeah. because I think it's just the coolest fucking thing that I don't yeah. understand. And I want my Lambo. And I want the Lambo. Yeah. I mean, I, I know honestly, one person who has achieved the Lambo. I honestly thought Dogecoin, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to have to work again because this is going to blow up. I never in my life thought it was going to break a penny and it got all the way to fucking 70 cents or whatever. Like that was insanity. The good old days. Yeah, we'll be back. The good old. We'll be back. We'll be back. There you go. Stay positive. Bulls, the bulls will run again, y'all. The bulls will run the again. The bulls will run again. Oh yes. Also, shout outs. Know your boys are gonna stream this week. It's coming. Uh, Wednesdays, your boys hopping on some Call of Duty. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. Make Always sure you guys join us. on the Twitch. Yeah. Follow us on the socials. Send us some prompts. If you guys want us to talk about something specific, if you made it all the way to the end here, like, yo, tap in with us. We, you know, we're community forward. If you want to if you want to call in and ask a question, feel free to send in your questions. We will review them, vet them, and get back to you. Absolutely tap in. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a fucking amazing week. Let's crush it. Your boys are out. Peace. Told y'all, man. Got it fucked up. You put your money on the laws, man, they told y'all wrong Duane already sold y'all songs Records from the heart that was hot like the stove still on The herd dripping while it closed along The frozen arm Compliment the golden charms I make chess moves on for some I'm so nonchalant All with the flick of the wrist Savage triple-double steals and assists It's like I'm running the point Oscar Robinson puffing his joint With 40s and 4 fives. That's a lot of points I write crime like Donald Goins Hustle for the coins Breaking down chicken tenderloins Money make a lot of shit null and void Life you can't avoid Keep it with me cause I'm paranoid Big Glock shots make a scary noise Keep it very poised Turn your group of men into scary boys